Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Elemental Evan podcast. This is your host, Evan Roberts. And on this show, I break down complex health topics from a holistic perspective. And today's podcast episode is going to be revolving all around the conflicting health advice that is out there, right? A lot of the times you'll hear one thing from one person and a completely contradictory thing from another person. And I'm here to really try to cut through all of that and provide you with some of the very basic health practices that are going to have the greatest return on investment. They're going to really give you the most uh, benefit. And realistically, I think they're just the most important things to focus on in terms of health. And so I'm going to kind of approach this from the perspective of if I could go back to when I was a kid, which I dealt with a lot of gastrointestinal issues and health issues growing up, uh, mainly regarding around my digestive system. So that's going to be the focus here. I'm going to kind of break it down. And really, I'm just going to provide you with three of the major things that you really should be focusing on for health. There is a fourth one that I kind of leave out, but I will mention it at the end. And really just trying to cover in decent depth what these three are all about, but also not getting too caught up in the little minute details because we could go on that trail forever. Now, I did want to just mention one thing very quickly. I know a lot of people have been getting sick here recently, uh, and all the time people are asking me what I do for my personal practice for immunity. And one of the things that I've really been focusing on lately, well, it's actually a few things. Number one is I highly recommend finding a really solid probiotic. And if you can get that probiotic with a prebiotic in there as well, and maybe even a postbiotic, that would be highly, highly recommendable on, you know, coming from me. So for myself personally, I take Ritual's Symbiotic. It has a pre, a pro, and a postbiotic. I really, really love that specific probiotic. It has worked for me very well in the past um, and still continues to. So that is one that I've been using. Um, there's a few others out there and you can feel free to browse and see which one works best for you because obviously all of our bodies are different, but that is one that has really worked for me. And then number two, I have been consuming colostrum here recently, which uh, colostrum is the very first milk that is produced. And it's only for a specific amount of time that this milk is produced. So this milk is coming from cows and it has just a slew of benefits. But one of the really big ones being that it does help the digestive system. It helps the gut, but it also helps to build your immune system, which makes sense because 70% of our immune system physically resides in our gastrointestinal tract. So it is very important that we take care of it, hence the probiotic and the colostrum. And then the other thing I do on top of those two is I really love to find a kind of like a juice powder that I can drink that has a lot of immune boosting properties to it. So what I do is I personally love Organifi. They're a brand that I've worked with for a while. Uh, there's a reason I have worked with them and continue to work with them. It's because they have really high quality products. And the juice that I'm speaking about right now, which there's honestly all of their juices are great and they're going to help your immunity. But the one I'm speaking about specifically is the green juice. So I will typically 
kind of make my own style green juice with Organifi. So I get the green juice from Organifi, which already has a lot of really great uh, immune boosting properties to it. Uh, but then I will go ahead and also add in there a little bit of Kamu Kamu powder. So Kamu Kamu berry is, I believe, the most vitamin C rich food that we know of in the world. Like there is no other plant or uh, you know, any kind of herb out there that has more vitamin C concentrated in it than the Kamu Kamu berry. So I go ahead and I add a little bit of Kamu Kamu berry powder into my green juice, which it has a little bit of a tartness, which I personally enjoy. Uh, so I'll go ahead and throw that in to the mix. And I'll even sometimes throw in a little bit of a mushroom powder blend. So Ohm Mushrooms does a uh, master blend where they just put turkey tail and reishi and shaga and all the amazing medicinal ben, uh, medicinal mushrooms that you can think about. So I'm really creating this potent green juice in the morning. And uh, yeah, so I'll drink that. I'll take the colostrum and I'll do the symbiotic. Uh, the symbiotic I take daily and the colostrum I also take daily. The green juice I do not take daily. I will go ahead and stagger that um, only to, at, at maximum taking it maybe like once every other day. And just for one, trying to make it stretch, but also trying to allow my body to build its own immunity and, and not always rely on receiving this vitamin C and, uh, you know, from this potent source in the morning. So kind of just trying to mix it up with my body. But I wanted to throw that little piece in there because I know a lot of people are dealing with uh, getting sick at the moment. So those are my three things that I kind of do to build my immunity, at least at this moment in time. And so if you want to get your hands on any of those products, I'll try to link them. Now for Organifi, you will get 20% off anything that you order from there just for being a listener to this show. There's a code that is in the show notes right next to the link. And if you use that at checkout, you will get 20% off your entire order from anything that Organifi carries. And that is my thank you to all of you for being listeners to this show. So definitely check them out. I love all of their products, but their green juice is something I use specifically for trying to build my immunity, uh, especially with the stack of the Kamu Kamu berry and some of the medicinal mushrooms as well. So now let's go ahead and jump in to today's episode and really try to cut through all of the jargon regarding health and what is truly good for you. So first off, I just want to start off saying that regardless of what dietary restrictions you have, whatever uh, style of eating that you are choosing to follow, whatever it is, honestly, look, I have my own opinions, but if we just look at it from a big picture view, pretty much every diet has some benefit to it. I don't care if it's vegan or carnivore or vegetarian or paleo or pescatarian, whatever it may be, there are benefits to it. And if you stick to that diet, you are going to see benefits from that diet, especially if you are moving from eating the standard American diet to one of those, you will see benefits. So today is not about trying to tell you what diet is best. Personally, I think you should find the one that resonates best with you, which feels best for you, right? When you're eating the foods, how do you feel after you eat them? Uh, these are very important things for us to pay attention to. And so I will cover obviously some topics on food, um, but just understand that whatever your dietary choices are, 
I fully support you in moving in that direction. Um, I think the moment you make a decision to actually be conscious about what you're eating, that's a win. So uh, feel free to continue with whatever diet you're going on. But I wanted to give a little background on myself. So for those of you who don't know this already, uh, when I was growing up, I had a lot of gastrointestinal issues. I went to the doctors. They told me I was lactose intolerant. I had irritable bowel syndrome and I had a parasite for who knows how long. So essentially, they told me to stop drinking milk and eating any kind of dairy products and then to also uh, take some pills for the parasite to get rid of that, which is obviously a good idea. We need to <laughs> make sure we are getting rid of the parasites. Uh, and yeah, but aside from that, they pretty much just told me that, hey, this is something you're going to live with for the rest of your life. And, uh, you know, best of luck. Hopefully things work out for you. I was like seven years old when I heard this news. So it was pretty hard for me to just kind of like accept that and go forward and understand that I'm just going to deal with these crazy stomach cramps and pains that literally would wake me up in the middle of the night and I would like send me running to the bathroom. It was really, really hard stuff. And so moving forward, I learned a lot, obviously, as I started to grow up. Um, I had a very awesome Spanish teacher who he taught me a, a lot of the beginning knowledge that I have in terms of health and wellness from a holistic perspective. And I thank him so much. That's Mr. Amaya. And from there, I just kept developing my understanding of what works for my body. And I've tried out tons of different things to really find what works best for me. But if I could go back and really just tell myself, hey, follow this and you'll be fine, uh, which, by the way, I have basically healed myself of all of my irritable bowel syndrome uh, issues. I now consume dairy and I do not have issues with it, especially if I'm consuming the right kind. So just wanted to put that out there. I'm not uh, really dealing with those issues any longer. Uh, of course, there are you know moments where it will reoccur, but for the most part, I have taken care of it, which is awesome. So anyways, what I would tell myself to do if I could go back in time and really just lay out here are the few simple things to start doing. It would first start off with our food. And of course, that's no surprise, right? If it comes to our health, uh, the thing that we do the most <laughs> is we eat. We eat multiple times a day. And what we are putting in our mouth is going to have an effect on our bodies. It can either be poison. It can be medicine, right? Uh, the choice is kind of up, up to us. So first off, I would say that I would start off with eliminating certain foods. And the foods that I would really either eliminate or dramatically reduce, at least, would be, first off, fast food. So fast food, I mean, anytime even that you're eating out, uh, it's you don't really know what's fully in the food in terms of ingredients and what they're cooking uh, the food with, like what oils and all of that. But we already know that when we're eating fast food, it is not going to be of the highest quality, right? It's cheap for a reason. It's fast. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's sustenance, right? I mean, there are calories and, you know, you have your macros in there and whatnot. But really, there is just a whole lot in there that is not good for us. So in terms of fast food, I would say if you cannot fully get it out of your diet, then dramatically reduce it to like once a month or something like that. Uh, there's just a lot of things that can cause a lot of gut irritation. Um, that's something I definitely experienced. And uh, yeah, it's just, 
that's going to be high in, in a lot of things that you really do not want in your food, like sugars and uh, just tons of sodium, uh, not coming from the correct source. So trying to stay away from fast food. Uh, the other thing would be fried foods. And I know this sucks because, trust me, french fries are delicious and pretty much every fried food is pretty delicious, right? But we do want to get rid of the fried foods. And one of the main reasons for that is when you are frying food, typically people are using some form of a seed oil, which is a polyunsaturated fat. Don't worry, you don't need to know what that is. But essentially what that means is it's an unstable fat. And when you're heating it up to these high temperatures and you're just leaving it there, heating and heating and heating and heating, which I've heard that there is, you know, a quote unquote law in terms of how often you're supposed to change that oil out. But I've heard from many people who work in the food industry that that law is not always followed and sometimes the oil just stays there cooking over and over and over and over again which is essentially just like mutating this oil into the most terrible thing that you could possibly cook your food in and then you are taking your food dipping it in there cooking it and then consuming that it is going to wreak havoc on your gut um, it's not going to do any benefit for you. It's going to, yeah, really just cause a lot of harm. The fried foods are a big one in terms of gut health, uh, which is obviously something that I focus heavily on. So getting rid of fast food, fried foods, uh, heavily processed foods as well. So these are going to be things that are typically coming in a box. So think of things like Oreos, fruit roll-ups, you know, any kind of candy um, and anything that has just really been through a large processing process <laughs> to get into your mouth. So uh, process just basically means if a whole food is something that you pick off of a tree or essentially kill even, uh, well, that would be a whole food. And then the further you do different things to it, which yes, technically cutting a fruit would be called processing it. Um, and then let's say if you then cut that apple, right? So that's processing it once, but then you go ahead and you boil those apples. So then that's a second one. And then you go ahead and you mash those apples up with some cinnamon and sugar, right? Now you have applesauce and uh, that has now been processed. Now, of course, that there could be much worse uh, processed foods out there, but technically that is what processing is, is anytime you essentially alter the food from its natural state. So we want to stay away from the ultra processed foods, the things that are, you know, hot pockets, like just in a freezer, in a box, like, yeah, they're, they're really not the best foods for us, right? So we want to stay away from the heavily processed foods and also added sugar. So added sugar is in a ton of different things. It's uh, especially big in our drinks. So if you think of sports drinks like Gatorade or sodas, these are the really easy ways to consume added sugars without even knowing it. They can fit, you know, 36 grams of sugar in a bottle and you would have no idea that you're even consuming it. And it's really just being absorbed by your body so quickly because it's just a liquid. So it's very quickly broken down and, and accepted into the body. So getting away from added sugar, which yes, definitely comes from things uh, like juices and sports drinks and sodas. Um, but it's also in other things like even pasta sauce. Marinara sauce has a lot of sugar in it. So that is something you really do want to watch out for. Um, and then, of course, there's desserts, which I mean, I think kind of goes without even stating it. But yes, uh, cookies and ice cream and all that 
It's going to have a lot of sugar. That is my weak spot personally, just a heads up. So that is a place where every now and again I will indulge, uh, but it is something that I have had to work out of my diet. And then I would also really be mindful of seed oils. Seed oils are things like cottonseed oil, uh, canola oil, soybean oil, pretty much all of the oils that we actually cook with, uh, corn oil, uh, vegetable oil, all of those, those are things you really want to watch out for. They are very heavily processed and honestly just not good for you to consume. They can cause a lot of issues with your digestive system and they have with mine. So watching out for those, um, moving into using oils like avocado oil or even coconut oil or maybe even a fat from an animal would be a much wiser decision in terms of cooking. Olive oil is great for you, but it's also not really something we want to cook with. Uh, that is something that we can use as salad toppings or, uh, you know, maybe even topping a plate after it's already been cooked. Uh, we really don't want to heat that one up because it is a polyunsaturated fat. So cooking with it can make it become uh, rancid. So we don't want to do that. So those are going to be the main things I would stay away from. Now, once again, we could go into so many more things like grains, like wheat, and uh, you know all these other avenues. But realistically, at the core of it, I would really stay away from these things. So just going to cover it one more time, eliminating fast food, fried foods, heavily processed foods, things with a lot of added sugar in them, uh, and then seed oils. So those are gonna be the things I would tell myself to eliminate. And in terms of what I would add into my diet, I mean, it's probably pretty obvious, but I would add in whole foods, real whole foods. So fruits and vegetables, ideally they're organic, ideally they're local or even grown yourself. Um, that is going to be with you know the best top of the top quality that you could possibly get. Uh, but if you can't get that, then yes, purchasing organic, at least from your uh, local grocery store, is going to be the next best thing. Really just trying to, uh, you know, get as close to the source as possible. If you have any space at your home to grow a garden, I highly recommend it. It is so rewarding and the food is super nutritious and going to be incredible for you. It's going to have the best flavor as well. Um, when you grow your own tomato as opposed to a store-bought one, you will see the difference. It is it is crazy. So highly recommend uh, you know trying to grow your own food, but really focusing on yeah fruits and vegetables. Those are going to be high on the list. And then once again, depending on what your dietary allowance or restrictions are, high quality meats. So. For myself personally, I do consume meat. I consume things like grass-fed beef. I'll consume seafood, which I think is a very, very important one uh, for those of you who do eat meat. Including seafood is a really, really big uh, benefit. So things like wild-caught salmon, sardines, oysters, uh, mostly any kind of seafood, uh, but really also wanting to focus on wild caught, sustainably caught, right? Uh, we don't want to be causing too much harm here, but the wild caught forms are definitely going to be the forms that I look for. And then oysters, I had to include that one in there because they have the most zinc, I think, of any food out there. Uh, if you have two raw oysters, you will have over the daily recommended amount of zinc just from those two oysters. So had to include those. 
And then other other meats as well, you know, like chicken. If, if you're going to buy chicken, try to get organic pasture raised chicken. Um, organ meats is another big one. I would really try to work on getting my younger self to eat organ meats, which probably wouldn't be easy. But there are methods such as uh, if you're cooking ground beef, you can actually take a little bit of liver and chop it up uh, very fine and add it in with the ground beef. That actually covers it up pretty well, especially if it's a chicken liver. I found chicken liver has a little bit of a more mild flavor. Uh, beef liver is great as well, but sometimes it can be a little strong. Um, so you can really just add as much as you want to the point where there's hopefully no real flavor from the liver. Uh, but yeah, having things like liver, uh, heart would be good as well. Um, people even eat kidneys. I've heard that kidneys do have a bit of a strong flavor, uh, which would make sense. But Truthfully, these are meats that are going to be very, very beneficial for the body. And also, you don't have to eat a ton of them. Uh, if you look at an animal, you have way more muscle meat on an animal than you do of the organ meats. So the organ meats would have been consumed in less lesser proportions than the actual muscle meat, just because there wasn't as much of them. Uh, but that is, in my opinion, probably why they're so nutrient dense. You don't need as much of them. For liver, for example, you only really need to have a good small portion of liver maybe once or twice a week, and you're good. I mean, you're going to have so much... Uh, high levels of, you know, vitamin A especially, that's huge in liver, uh, but you're just going to have a ton of nutrients packed into these organ meats, so trying to work them in every now and again is going to be a benefit. And then on top of all of those, I would also add in fermented foods, things like kimchi, sauerkraut, pickled foods. These are all going to be very beneficial for the gut. Uh, you're going to get all the good probiotics coming in from there as well, some prebiotic fiber, uh, it's just honestly something that we have been doing for a very long time as a civilization is fermenting our foods, not only to make them last longer, but also because there is benefit uh, in consuming them. So adding in real food. So that was the first topic is food. We got to we got to start there if we're looking into our health. Um, I think it's one of the most important things. And it's, like I said, it's something that we do all the time. Uh, many of us do it more than, you know, we, we eat more food than we really should and, and we eat all the time. Uh, so really understanding what we should be eating is going to be important. Um, also, there's a topic I'm not going to get into, but that would be the times in which we eat. So just as a general rule of thumb, try not to eat an hour, uh, uh, sorry, an hour after waking and then try not to eat at least one or two hours before going to bed. But I'm just going to leave that one there. And then the second topic we're going to move into is exercise. So exercise is actually something I had a ton of as a kid, which is awesome. Uh, I was in a lot of sports growing up, so I definitely was not lacking in the movement area of my life. Now, I will say it's probably the one thing that really helped me out was the fact that I was moving so much because I definitely was not eating uh, very healthy foods when I was young. And that's not my parents' fault at all. My mom definitely tried to cook a lot of veggies and get me to eat them, but I get it. Kids can be picky. So exercise was one of the best things I think I had growing up. And there's so many reasons why it's important for us to move our body. So for example, when we move our body in any form of exercise. I don't care what kind of exercise it is. I don't care if you're at a gym or if you're playing a sport or if you're actually even just cleaning your house. Moving will literally move your lymphatic system, which 
your lymphatic system requires physical movement for it to be uh, moved. If you are not moving, your lymphatic system is essentially not moving at the proper rate that it's supposed to. And for those of you who don't know, the lymphatic system does a lot of different things, but one of the really big ones is it is very important for your immune system and it can build up with toxins. So we definitely wanna make sure that we are getting exercise to move our lymphatic system. The other thing is going to be that exercise is incredible for your heart health and your respiratory health. Um, I think that's something most people already know, but it just is worth reiterating. Uh, yeah, heart health and respiratory health is so incredibly important. And when you get out and get that heart rate up and get your blood pumping, that is going to really benefit your heart and your respiratory system. It can also help with your digestive system. So when you get out and get moving, especially for people who tend to be a little bit more on this side of constipation, this is going to help get everything moving. So when you move, you get everything else in your body moving. Uh, it can also benefit your brain. Uh, it can help out with things like anxiety and depression. And it is going to obviously maintain and build your muscles, which many people actually would regard your muscular system as a sign of longevity. So uh, as we get older, of course, you know, we don't move around as much. We start to lose a lot of the muscle that we once had, and then people are falling or they're not able to get up or whatever it may be. We do not have that same muscle density, which can play a huge role in terms of our longevity and how long we live. So movement, aside from just making you look good, does a lot of other great things for the body. And it is absolutely something I would include in what I would tell my younger self to start doing. So the first one was food, second one was exercise, and the third one, if you've listened to this show many times, you already know where I'm headed with this, and that is sleep. Sleep is literally one of the most potent medicines that our body has. So when I was younger, I definitely did not take sleep very seriously. I you know, never had really an issue with sleeping. I actually always slept pretty well, but I never prioritized it, right? So I was staying up late. I had weird schedules. Sometimes I would, you know, wake up later or wake up earlier and go to bed late, you know, and, and I never was just really prioritizing it because I never really thought of how important sleep actually is. But when you think about it, what do doctors tell you to do when you're sick? They tell you probably to drink a lot of fluids and to go get a lot of sleep. And the reason they're doing that is because when you go to sleep, your body enters into a state of rest and repair where your body literally, the, your entire body benefits from this process of rest and repair. So when you go to sleep, it is like medicine for your entire body. Literally everything from your immune system to your brain, to your muscles, sleep is going to benefit every single portion of your body. It is truly a medicine and it needs to be treated as such, right? I mean, I used to look at sleep as something I had to do as opposed to something I can do for my health. It is so beneficial. And for those of you who ever, uh, you know, have been sick and then you go and you get just an incredible night's rest, maybe you sleep over eight hours, maybe you sleep 10 hours, and you wake up and it's like you just feel like a brand new person. So really trying to prioritize our sleep is going to be so important. And for those of you who 
haven't listened to my episode on sleep, go ahead and check it out. Um, I talk about a guy who did not sleep for 11 days straight and the effects of it were really, really wild. So go ahead and check that out. But very quickly, uh, getting a bad night of sleep can lead to you being slightly insulin resistant, lower your cognitive functions, meaning you're just not as smart, uh, poor recovery for your muscles or injuries that you might have, and also just not feeling at your best level that next day and being able to capitalize on your day, right? If you are going into your day at 70% of what you could be, people pick up on that, right? When you're out there, maybe in your job and you're at 70% as opposed to 100%, it's going to show in your performance and you're just not going to be performing at your top level, which for me, uh, as I've gotten older, I definitely have really started noticing this and it's, uh, you know, it's really beneficial when you can be at 100% every single day. And that really, truly starts with your sleep. So trying to really prioritize our sleep is going to be huge. Um, I have many episodes on sleep where I talk about how to get good sleep, but essentially just make sure that you're in a dark room. Try to eliminate a lot of the blue lights close to nighttime. Don't eat too close to bedtime. Like I said, at least like one to two hours before bedtime. Stop eating. Um, you can take a hot shower or if you have a sauna, go into that before bedtime. Uh, that's going to help you to drop your core body temperature. And then when you wake up in the morning, try to get some sunlight within the first like 10 minutes of your day. Go outside, get some sunlight on your skin, and the ambient light will naturally enter into your eyes. And this is going to help set the circadian rhythm. So those are going to be the three things, focusing on food, exercise, and sleep. Those are the three really big things. Now, I did mention there was one thing that I left out, and that is having healthy relationships. I'm not going to go too deep on this one, but it really does need to be mentioned that the quality of our relationships in our life and our social aspect, you know, the social aspect of life plays a massive role in how long we live. So making sure you have really good friends and you're fostering those relationships, you're spending time with them is very important. So make sure you're doing that as well. Now, at the end of each show, I love to give a little recap as well as some actionable steps. So I'm going to go ahead and break it down very quickly here so that you can walk away from this episode and apply the knowledge from this episode to your life. And I'm just going to try to give it to you in a very concise way. So first off, the three things I would be focusing on are our foods, our exercise and our sleep in terms of food, what you should be doing. I don't care what diet you choose. Just pick one and go for it, whatever one resonates with you and whatever one feels good for you. Make sure you're focusing on healthy, whole foods, fruits, vegetables. Uh, if you are eating meats, then making sure they're very high quality meats and trying to include some seafood in there is going to be very beneficial. Number two is going to be the exercise. I don't care what kind of exercise you do, just do some exercise. Go walk, go run, go lift some weights. Go clean your house, go clean your car, uh, go play a sport with someone, play some pickleball. I know that thing has been super popular here recently, but really, I truly don't care what it is. You can find movement in so many different forms. Um, just basically do not be sitting down on the couch. Go up, go get up and move around. That is all I'm asking you to do. And if you can do 30 minutes of that a day, you are literally going to be above the average person in the United States in terms of movement. So 
30 minutes a day for at least five days a week. That is going to be incredible. And then number three is going to be sleep. Sleep is, like I said, one of the most potent medicines that we have for our bodies and making sure that we are getting enough sleep and also getting good quality sleep is going to be key. So doing things like not looking at your phone or TV too close to nighttime, maybe just try reading a book. Uh, if you have a lamp, try to have a, a low lamp close to the ground. Uh, that type of light is a little bit better to have close to the ground as opposed to high up like on a ceiling. Uh, also making sure that we are getting into a sauna or a hot bath at night or a hot shower at night. Uh, this is going to help us to drop our core body temperatures. Yes, drop our core body temperatures, not raise it because your body, when you get hot, it will try to cool itself down. So when you get out of that sauna or that shower, your body temperature will continue to try uh, to drop, which is going to help uh, initiate sleep. So doing something that is going to get you hot and then that way you can get into bed and hopefully get into a restful sleep. Uh, and then trying to keep your room cool is going to be another good thing you can do. And when you wake up in the morning, make sure you get some sunlight on your skin and ambient light in your eyes. So that just basically means getting outside within the first 10 to 15 minutes of waking up to help set your circadian rhythm. Uh, what else? And uh, you know what? Also, if you haven't tried this before, try a little bit of mouth taping when you sleep. This can also improve your uh, sleep by not breathing out of your mouth, but rather through your uh, nose. This is going to really help so much. And I actually have been doing this a lot here recently. And I've noticed the difference. My sleep has been really, really good when I tape my mouth. I know it sounds weird, but give it a try. Okay, and that is going to do it for today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. So those are the three things. Hopefully you can take a few of those things and implement them into your life today. But really, I just wanted to cut through all of the jargon with people telling you to do one thing and then go do another. Uh, really, I think some of the most important health practices are the most basic things. We just actually have to stick to them and do them. Uh, of course, it's easier, more convenient, and it maybe even tastes better uh, to just run through a fast food drive through but when you go home and you cook high quality foods, which by the way, you can also make taste really, really good. Uh, that is going to be so much more beneficial for our bodies. And I know it might take a little bit more time and a little more effort, but the reward is going to be incredibly beneficial. So I know it might be not the sexy thing to do, uh, but it is definitely the better thing. So hopefully you found some benefit in today's episode and you can take some of these you know, tips that I provide here and apply them to your life today. That is the goal of this, uh, of not only this episode, but this entire show is to provide you with health knowledge that you can actually utilize and apply to your life. That is my goal here with all of these episodes. And if you found any benefit in this show, please, it only takes about a minute or maybe even less to go ahead and leave a rating or a review. Uh, you can leave a rating anywhere and a review on Apple Podcasts. That really just helps people find this show so much easier. It helps to spread this message. And also, I love to see the comments, um, uh, the reviews. I love to read those. I uh, really appreciate it. But truly, it means the world to me. And I would be super appreciative of you if you all did that. And as well, please share this with a friend, family, or loved one that could benefit from this episode or this show. You can literally send it through the podcast app that you're listening to. 
Uh, it's pretty simple to do so now. And if you want to go one step further, which I'll love you so much for doing this, is go ahead and post this on your Instagram or whatever social media that you are using. I personally am mainly just on Instagram. So if you do post on there, please tag me and I will be sure to reshare that. So anyways, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I hope you receive benefit from this show. And please feel free to reach out if you have any questions or you want to hear more about something on this show. Please reach out. I love to hear from all of you. And until then, you guys already know what the motto of the show is. It's do everything with good intentions and connect to your elements. Y'all, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much and I'll see you next week. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. 